This is a horror game podcast. It is meant for mature audiences. It may contain shocking revelations, violence, and sexual themes. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is The Lesser Isle. It was written by David Gassaway, who is also our keeper of arcane lore, and this is episode two. Our recap will be given by me as my character, Dr. Philippe Alvarado. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> We arrived on the island of Menorca in May 1925, Menorca being the Lesser Isle. It's located uh, in the Mediterranean Sea, about 24 miles northeast of Mallorca, Spain. Little did any of us suspect, as we approached the isle in the steamer, that we would be jostled by a sizable earth trembler. The rolling sea pushed the Lenora into some rocks, and she began to take on water. We managed to salvage our gear and row ashore while the Lenora headed to the nearest port for repairs. Once ashore, we were able to carry our we were carry, able to carry only a portion of our equipment with us along a rough goat path towards where we believed our base camp to be located. We had only just recovered from the previous excitement when the report of a rifle rang out. The projectile hit the rocks nearby, and Spencer Blackwell, following what must have been an ingrained reaction, pounced upon our intrepid photographer Finley Fisher, both men rolling together in the dust. I myself did not clearly register what had happened, uh, and I thought some local hunter had mistaken us for rabbits. I called out to our assailant, never grasping the concept that we were being targeted, and in a fortune, which is fortunate thing that we weren't. It would seem that Professor Meisner, the lead archaeologist, had been rattled by recent events I will describe in a few moments. He was restrained by a Mr. John Anders, who apologized for the professor's errant behavior. He apprised us of the situation. The camp's radio communication had been damaged in an earlier quake. Three men were currently missing and archaeologist Dr. Mitch Copper, the professor's uh, personal assistant, Arthur Kleinschmidt, and the camp cook. The professor, like most archaeologists, seemed a bit paranoid, so I attempted to calm him with soothing words in his native Austrian. This seemed to work, and over the course of the day, we set ourselves up in camp. Dr. Elihu Althwaite uh, and I surveyed uh, the odd Neolithic site. Our security man, Spencer Blackwell, walked the perimeter doing what careful men do. Roland Cartwright, the cartographer, took some measurements and drew out a layout of the camp in his little book. While Mr. Fisher took some spectacular shots of the Taula and Neveta, and maybe some of the uh, Taliot. From the moment we from the moment we left Cambridge, I was fearful that my usefulness on this archaeological site would be limited. I was resigned to at least enjoy myself and make some new friends. But as it turns out, 
I have now taken on the position of camp psychologist and cook. Oh, and uh, camp booster. The camp currently has only six of the original nine. John Andrews, who I mentioned before, and of course, Professor Meisner. There is also Carol Ash, the geologist, Frank Childs, the mechanic, and two grad students, Hugh Maris and Anna Ramirez, both of whom seem bright and eager to please. After lunch, our own engineer, Lillian Dupre, uh, together with Frank Childs, managed to get the power going. The others were busy exploring the site. Finley said he thought he saw a blue statue inside the Noretta when his flashbulb popped, but later inspection revealed nothing, though they did notice a small hole that leads down possibly to an underground network of caves. That is when our evening took a turn for the worse. Professor Meisner was calling up and holding Anna Ramirez by the arm. He was accusing her of treachery. The poor girl looked quite distressed. Hugh Maris had gone missing. Her claim is that she and Hugh were supposed to go for an evening walk. I imagine that there aren't many prospects for a serious female grad student to find a compatible mate, and Hugh was slim, handsome, and intelligent. She says the professor walked in while she was searching and grabbed her. I once again took the role of camp psychologist and calmed down the professor. And so we began our inquiry. We began questioning the lot. I myself remember Hugh volunteering to do the dishes after lunch. I then went on a short walk with Spencer. I was intending on chatting with Hugh, but when I came back, he was not there. Spencer says that he saw the young man sitting on a rock near the tail lot, sketching. A bit later, Lillian says she saw Hugh heading to the sleeping camp. She assumed to take a rest. He spoke to her a little and then retired. She remembered he had his sketchbook. Upon examining his tent, we could see his sketchbook and charcoals. But more significant were his dusty boots. It seems our poor Hugh had simply vanished. Where he has gone in his bare feet, we haven't a clue. I hope this is a false alarm and that he is just out relieving himself behind a bush. To be fair, Dr. Alvarado, there is a latrine set up, although I think not infrequently a bush is preferable when you're in the great outdoors. Sometimes one likes nature. One wishes to add a bit. <laughs> it's a dry climate. Uh, so, uh, you're sort of crowded around the entrance uh, to Hugh's tent or his partition of the group tents that have been set up. Um, what do you, how do you respond? Well, did you notice that his shoes are here? Is he out barefoot somewhere? Are there any barefoot tracks? Excellent uh, question. Yeah, it's going to be, I don't, I think, I mean, the, the general terrain is sort of hard-packed soil, pretty dusty with stones and pebbles in it. The, the the tents were put here because it's fairly level and fairly hard, and there's traffic all around. So I think a bare human foot is pretty unlikely to make an impression that would stand out against that. Um, well, so I suppose he could have his socks on. Are his socks here? Well... The essential setup of each of these sleeping areas that are all private is 
a smallish area of walled off canvas. So there's larger tents that have partitions in them. Six by eight or eight by 10, big enough for a, a, a cot and a trunk and a sort of side table or crate where you can keep an oil lamp if you want to read after lights, you know. Um, it's not a big space and they're simple. When I, when I take off my shoes, though, I often roll up my socks into the shoes um, mm. for later. Um, there are not socks in the boots. Mm. So he might be in his socks. So just get the I, socks very dirty. But you get, especially if you took socks out of boots in the evening in this climate, and walked around in the dusty soil, you'd, they'd be pretty disreputable pretty quickly. What's what's in his uh, sketchbook? Somebody pick that up and take a look. He should have been, what did you say, near the the Tayalot? Taliot? Yeah, he, he was last seen um, by a couple of you. I think uh, Mr. Blackwell... Uh, right, he was eating a sandwich, from what I recall. He was... Uh, he may have had an after lunch sandwich. He was also he had a sketchbook oh, with him, um, and he was he was, he was near the, the Taliot. Um, I'll have a and, look at his sketchbook if it's here. Yeah, it's right. It's lying right at his cot. Uh, it's underneath the a box of um, you know those those stiffer chalk pastels. Uh, are you? So if you flip through. Um, You'll see uh, he's a reasonably talented uh, graphic artist. There, he did a, he did a sketch of uh, a an approach to the island. He's done several sketches of each of the individual monumental structures, um, some in color with uh, splashes of sky and indications of the greenery, and some uh, that are a little more architectural. Uh, that he only uses uh, black and and gray for for lightning, um, and uh, he occasionally jots notes, but you might need some time to figure out his handwriting because they're clearly not architectural. They're a thought that he had. Um, he might well have a separate notebook. It's a good talent for a young archaeologist to have sketching. And and the last two are different angles of the of the Taliot structure, um, which again is a, you know, it's a it's a broken tower. It's a right. fairly tall stone tower, round in perimeter, that's somewhat collapsed uh, with stones falling inside and out. The second one of the two on are on the same page, um, has an angle where you can see. Uh, that he's he's sketched out both some greenery and a line of impressions uh, to ones to the to the right side. You're not sure. You don't know the place well enough to know. But he's he's sort of from the from the base of the taliot. He sketched out some some horizontal lines that suggest he's looking at maybe ridges that could be a foundation. That are that have yet to be uncovered or something like that, uh, and that's the last page. That's which is only a quarter of the way through the the, the flat 
Perhaps he's not that far away. Let's search for him. May I, uh, would wilderness survival be a role to make to see if I can track this guy through the dirt or any unusual? That would be specifically track skill. And oh. again, we're. Oh, there is a track skill. There Sorry. is a track skill. That's fine. <laughs> the problem, again, being that, you know, the, the, the shelters are all in a chunk together with multiple entrances, yes. and they're all the most walked around places. So isolating, unless there was a sudden rain shower before he ran out, and there certainly right. was not, you, it would be essentially impossible to... Can we nope. guess from that... the position of his room which exit he most likely would have taken? Out well, of the, the tent. That structures. would depend on whether he wanted to go to the commissary area. So there's or, not, Yeah, okay. Yeah, because there's multiple ways from all of the areas. What can uh, we what would you be surmised about the fact that he left without his sketchbook? That well, he was probably intending to come right back? Yeah, I I you he doesn't have his shoes. You you just assumed he'd gone to relieve himself. That's where I assume he is now. Maybe he's just outside somewhere. We didn't hear him. We should, we should I'll search. take a quick walk around camp, yeah. you know, the different tents and locations and look for him. I'll walk towards the ruins and around amongst them. It's still there's still some light outside, isn't there? Yeah, dusk is coming on, but the the uh change here, unless a storm should go across the island, is, is not abrupt. And again, it's it's near the solstice in the in the Mediterranean. Ah, so you've so got any open skies another uh, hour or two of light yeah i mean it'll get it'll get into that weird dusky time when it's like if you're away from light you'll start to get clarity mm -hmm. but then you can turn and suddenly think that it's very dark sort of thing we've got time mm -hmm. and the camp is now lit um I'm going to oh if go ahead. uh miss dupree is going to be uh exploring the perimeter i'm going to go with her and uh gentlemen and lady uh I'm going to make the recommendation that we travel in pairs for the time being. Very well. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm Southern. I'm English. Sorry. <laughs> it's the, it's the, it was the authoritarian impulse in you coming up. There we that. go. <laughs> how, so, are, how are Messner and Anna handling this? Uh, Meissner is, is just mumbling to himself and he's got his hands on his face and he, and and uh, Anna just looks distressed. Okay, I would, you know, she's. Um, Anna, she's... why don't you come with me? And we'll search for him. And as you sort of uh, file into the corridor between different areas to go your different ways, um, Mr. Maris shows up, and he says, "I say, is there a party I wasn't invited to?" No, but you're the guest of honor. <laughs> Indeed, we, uh, we believed you'd gone missing, old boy. Poking around in my, in my sleeping area. Very odd. The, the professor thought you were missing. Oh, well, no, I have, uh, I have uh, good and bad news in that regard. Um, he, uh, let's everyone step out of the open air. It's close in here. Yes. 
Um, he is wearing uh, canvas uh, exercise shoes, tennis shoes, uh. boating shoes. Um, he uh, and and um, he says, uh, I, I, "I hope." Um, well, there's no way to, uh, Professor Meister. Um, do you do you recognize this? And he holds out a uh, a, a turquoise fountain pen. And of course, uh, Meister says, "Ah, of course, I recognize Kleinschmidt's pen. Where did you find it?" Um, and he explains that uh, he was sketching at the tele out earlier um that after a couple of uh vantages he had climbed a bit to look down into the structure that he'd seen something glint that seemed impossibly i mean it's nobody throws any beer bottles here like there's nothing new right. so he saw something bright and shiny but his 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 boots aren't very comfortable um, and they're quite stiff. And so he came back, dropped off his sketchbook, changed his shoes, went back and climbed down. And he found uh, what he fears are also Arthur Kleinschmidt's broken eyeglasses. Oh, no. But he left them where he found them. He, he thought they were right next to the fountain pen, and that was maybe more identical, so he brought that back. And then he sees the look on Anna's face. And he says, "Oh, I'm sorry. I, I suppose it is a little after the hour, but I, it seemed." And she just looks a little flushed and relieved. Well, why don't we go and see this? Because I think we can, perhaps we can find more. You no, know, I, I know it's been a little. I know it's been rather long since we've seen Kleinschmidt, but. Uh, if he isn't terribly injured, there might still be time. I, I believe that there's a uh, a, a somewhat. Well, I'll show you. Uh, you should. You should. I, I recommend that we bring uh, torches. Uh, make sure you have decent footwear for climbing, and perhaps a bit of rope. I think there might be a collapsed cave entrance huh. inside the taliot. Oh. I'm going to look to uh, Fisher and just be like. See, I told you. Excellent. Uh, we're going to need more flash bulbs, though, if we're thinking about doing anything at night. So that might be a tomorrow thing. I uh, I clap uh, Hugh on the shoulder and I say, "Well, I'm glad to see that you're okay, young man." Well, would that be all right? Silly. Well, there have been other people gone missing. We were just afraid that something might have happened to well, you. No, it's true. I, I'm, I'm not some fool like Kleinschmidt that will go spelunking without, without uh, telling anyone where I am. I mean, that's a fellow. And perhaps he had a tumble and then, I, but, you know, no. I, anyway, yes, let's go. Uh, I suppose it's right. not possible well, for you to string some more of those. No, it's too far. We'll just do torches for now. And maybe, I don't know, we have to move rock. I don't... Well, I mean, if he doesn't answer, we could wait until the morning and go and the lights out. But you said there seemed to be a cave, so we will need torches for that. Yes, there, there may be. Um, it's... Uh, I didn't... I, as soon as I found the the glasses and, and the fountain pen, I, I came back. I'm not equipped and so on. But I, it looked as though there were 
what do you know? Uh, the rock is discolored as if there's been movement. That's all I can say. Mm. Let's go. Yeah, yeah let's, let's go. So 15 minutes, everyone gears up and whatever. Professor regard. Meisner should stay here, though, shouldn't he? With... Yeah, I think he probably should, maybe with his assistant. <laughs> A little too. It's uh... my assistant who's down the. Oh, uh, that's correct. Who dumped in. I, I, what if there's something of importance down there? I should be there to. What if you damage some valuable uh, artifact? No, I. Of course, I'm coming with. Well, be very careful. I'm sure, you have on the right shoes. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this is not my first dig, young man. All right. So off you go. The spooky uh, cave. We go. Um, I'm going to bring my Webley and. Uh, probably two or three extra cylinders worth of bullets. Um, and of course, rope and climbing equipment or anything that I may have on my person. Yeah, I don't imagine that you expected grappling hooks would be required. So no, no, be, no. You know, there'll be some improvisation, but rope is, a, you know, universal and so on. Uh, Got to stop myself from going into the uh, the boondock saint rope scene. <laughs> so uh maris um can direct anyone his approach he had no difficulty with uh the nataliot is the oldest as far as anyone can tell of the three ancient structures and it's certainly the most broken down so instead of trying to climb something sheer you're you know you're scrabbling up stuff and then just trying to not to disturb it or you know be clumsy um it's uh it's on slightly higher ground than the taula and it even though the wall is somewhat broken it's 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 you know it's good 20 feet up before you cross over maybe uh or four to six foot wide ledge depending on how you know what to what degree it's in uh de decay but again hugh uh has done it and and is fairly confident about it a way to and it's sort of a spiral up and then a spiral down and there's underbrush and whatnot inside because it's been a long time and he's like you see that's the um that's where the glasses were that caught my eye and the reason that i uh, then went further you see there's the shrubberies there and between them there's these dark stone or this dark area and then what looks like rubble you think and so uh my expectation is that he was inside here exploring and one of the tremors happened i don't remember if there was one the day he disappeared do you miss ash she's like um, he didn't we didn't record one, I don't think, that day, but it's been, I mean, we, we don't have an exact time for when he went either. It's not as though we've been doing roll calls. So I think, at any rate, um, that looks like freshly fallen stone to me. And I assume Meissner, you'll recognize his glasses as well. And, uh, and yeah, the professor is, you know, I don't want to see anything. Can There's we, a way to dig, dig. Can we assume from then the position of the pin and the 
uh, glasses that they would have gotten knocked out of off of his face and all, out of his pocket that something would have fallen on him or he fell into something it uh i guess if anybody has any forensics i could get i don't know that anybody does but that's the sort of thing in in 1925 yeah. the idea is barely considered he could okay. have fallen from the rim and dropped his pen and glasses. He could have been bunked on the head and dropped these things. He could have been scrambling up in a because yeah. he saw a stake and dropped these things. Uh, you don't see but clothing. Um, you wouldn't expect to see marks of his shoes or anything. Right. It's rock mostly here, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's rock, rock and and brush. So it's not a a very clean landscape for looking for subtle clues. But there's Just a large the ground hole that he oh. fell into, or yeah. he could have fallen into. Yeah, there's a pile of rubble that could block a hole. Let's start moving it. Yeah, I feel how like, far? Oh, go I feel on, like sorry. I'm missing something. I just don't know if, where to even begin. <laughs> how far is the Italian from the Neveta? Uh, the um. No, some number of yards. The whole okay, complex so... is is within, let's say, 120 yards okay. from. And there's other smaller stones too. For example, the Taula has some other standing stones <laughs> that are near it. Uh, and and as as uh, Hughes notes suggested, there are there are indications of maybe ancient walls in this whole area. This was a it wasn't just three structures. It was it was a complex that has okay. three major structures and that, that over a period of time based okay. on the rock composition and distance. But Eli, they're not wildly they're they're not they're not at opposite sides of a valley right. or something. Right. Okay. Eli and Finley, you know, these are close enough uh to the Nevada. Do you think that the the cave entrance that you found in the Nevada could be connected to here? That would be my guess. I think that there's some sort of uh, underground. We're not on a hill, are we? You're in a you're in a a bit of a swale between two longer ridges. All right. So you're in a shallow, flatish valley, but it's not a river valley. It's it's just a a low place between some not much higher places on the, the hills, on the central ridge. Do the hills look like they could possibly be mounds? Um, uh, as an archaeologist, you wouldn't expect that there were structures like that here, and the stone that's exposed is it's a, not. mostly it's sedimentary stone, so it's not yeah. been built on. It's been it's it's the stuff that raised or rose. Okay. Well, I still think that this is probably a man-made tunnel. I, I mean, it could be a cave. It's, but if it, it was a, yeah, sorry, go ahead. It's worth noting that because the, a lot of the surface that you've seen is sedimentary, that there are natural pockets that you've already passed. They're just not, you wouldn't call them a cave because they're only a, a few feet in or, you know, and like that. But it's a terrain that caves, natural caves would be unsurprising in. 
Oh, okay. Just well, the natural rainwater would wear away holes underground. In fact, it, uh, Dr. Outhwaite, if you say that out loud, my, my student will say, yeah, there are, there are cisterns uh, closer to that, uh, that village down there that uh, are probably were natural before the inhabitants opened them more because, yeah, there's this, this rock is porous somewhat. Hmm. Have you done well, there's art? something digging too. Right, we saw that in the uh, the boat building. Navate. Well, this is our th that we are excavating here. We are excavating uh, each of these structures. No, it was like a fist-sized hole that some. Do you have gophers or something around? Oh no, this hole we did not see. No, no. Well, I don't think that sounds like something I is digging. I mean, maybe I don't. And he he starts to caress his head, look worried about something else that. I'm sure it's nothing, Finley says, not wanting to set off the rifle-wielding professor again. But isn't it But we gave him a gun. <laughs> oh, no, I did. Were we not supposed no. to? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, uh, Miss Ash could tell us whether the geology of this region is just riddled with, uh, you know, natural caves and crevasses and Oh yes, yeah, so, yeah, I don't know um, anything. Nothing's been mapped in this particular area, but uh, there are um, both on uh, Ibiza, Menorca, and Majorca uh, significant um, natural caves, and frequently in, in uh, ancient Neolithic and, and uh, Paleolithic environments like this, they were expanded so, or used for. So though. These ruins may have been here for thousands and thousands of years. We might just happen to be here as the caves beneath are wearing through and some of this is collapsing. And you should yeah, be I, very careful. The earthquake could bring something to the surface, maybe. I don't know how earthquakes work. That is not one of my areas of expertise, unfortunately. There have to be a fault line directly under us for something to. Just like lift it up. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, as I've said, there should not be quakes at all here, but there could be subsidences, as you say. There uh. could be water, or, or you know, something acidic that causes a shift. I, they still don't explain the phenomenon we've seen. But when we do have an opportunity to explore them, then there, there could be fascinating discoveries involved. Mm. Uh, at any rate, yes. Uh, anything. There's a great deal of limestone and sandstone here. Both. Uh, both of those erode. Uh, in ways to generate natural caves of various sizes, a, a degree of caution is wise, especially if if uh, we have a missing party. Well, gee, I think we should pop our head in one of these caves just to see if there's any evidence of human inhabitation or something like that. I mean, I'm I'm just going to boldly walk to the edge of the the cave, the hole, and I'm going to yell, "Herr Kleinschmidt, are you there?" Well, there's not a hole. There's a there's rubble. Oh, that, there's rubble. Oh, that's right. There's rubble. Yeah. Um, well, we got to see if he's buried <laughs> under the rubble. Let's start moving the rubble. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh. So, um, it's getting a little darker. You might there. You of course have oil lanterns too, because you don't take you don't string incandescent lights. Just higgledy right. piggledy. You have some torches, but they're not going to last very long. I mean, they're big old chunky things, but chemical batteries in them so if you let a couple of lanterns because you're you know it's it's dusky but you're now inside a vertical channel 
So you're losing light. Uh, however, again, if he fought, felt and hurt his leg and, he's, and he had a canteen with him, he could be eight feet away. So uh, you act with alacrity. He's only um, been missing right. for two days, right? So yeah. he, you can survive a while. Not, yeah. not that I want to not miss dinner or anything, but yeah, you could easily. Yeah. So I'm sure we would have we would have heard him if he were yeah. stuck in a cave. Calling he out. would have well, shouted. I I call out anyway, just in case he can make some noise. Maybe he doesn't know we're there. Sure. No, there is just oh. <laughs> there isn't a reply, um, but that's not surprising. Uh, if any of you don't challenge uh, John Anders, the foreman, he's going to set up a structure. It's like, you are the bigger people. You will stand near this pile of rubble. You will hand it, and we're going to stack it so that it doesn't interfere with anything else. And we're just going uh, to try to move it from the top. Yes, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, I'd like the foreman to work with our resident engineer. Uh, two brains are better than one, after all. And should we right. mark yeah. the stones as we move them so that we're, we are in an archaeological site? Meister's like, yes, we must be clear about everything. Uh, and and Dupre and Blackwell, you can, it's, it's, it's fairly simple. You're only moving stones that look like they, oh. you're not pulling anything out of a wall. You're taking things off a stack. They are often quite different in color than the things around them because they haven't been weathered in the same way. So if you select an area, you can busy Meissner with making a little rope cordon or something, give him an activity, and you can just start moving rock. That sounds good. And so we're not, we don't need to roll for strength or, you know, this is just, this is mundane, but time consuming. And, you know, you don't want to drop something big on your foot or Right, etc., or cause something to spill farther in. So, well, it's I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll bring some food back from the thing. You know, I'll make sure everybody's got water and stuff. And if I don't have to haul stone, all the better. I will, as men you do, take off go my make shirt. Coffee. And... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Finley bravely brings back coffee. <laughs> I'm. This is where I'm tempted to make Finley roll a climb yeah. roll. And Looks like you're working hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for being that guy. <laughs> uh, so an hour passes, and um, what becomes clear is that there is, uh, in at, at at what was a base of this tower, a channel that is intentionally constructed, that presumably. Kleinschmidt found and explored. Mm -hmm. um, See? You've moved, I don't know, 20 cubic feet of stone. Uh, it wasn't going, it, you, it wasn't filled with dust or sand, rather. It's the kind of cut off air, and there is airflow inside. But it's, it's, it's not a big, not a big entrance. It's a crawly entrance again. Um, and when you call inside, you don't hear anything. When you stick your nose inside, you don't smell decaying flesh. When we call inside, does it echo? Uh, it it resounds 
it doesn't come back sharp but you there's there is space that goes on it's not it's not eight feet inside it's it's someplace that you know you shine a lantern inside and you see that uh, the that human made arch uh-huh. curves into a into a larger dark space that is going to take a little thought is is finley the smallest out of all of us i got a 55 oh that's not that small no i got a 55 i'm smaller than that i'm smaller than that as well (laughs) should we since herr kleinschmidt isn't right here he's not injured he's not here on the floor should we wait until morning until there's more light Hey, more light will help underground. Absolutely, I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only going to become more dangerous as we lose light. I agree. All right, um, Supre, uh, would you roll for an engineering like task? Would, whatever the closest thing to logistics. I assume that's engineering. Uh, yes. 40 out of under 41. Yes, regular. So what you figure is that, assuming that this isn't just a, a quick dead end, mm-hmm. uh, you'd be able to, to relay some cable and bring in some lights. Mm. But you'd have to take them away from some part of the camp or, the yeah. you know, it's, um, yeah. You might not be able to go everywhere at the same time with what you the materials you have, which is not to say that torches and lanterns won't work. Uh, you have plenty of oil and plenty of oil lamps. It's just that people are more comfortable with general lighting. Uh, not everyone has to be a spelunker either, but that's you right. know you're asked for your assessment, and that's what you realize. Like to light it is going to take resources away from other things. Mm. Uh, and again, you shine the light down without where you can go, like with just like a rope hold and leaning in, you call around and there's no response. It doesn't, you don't see again, a scrap of clothing or a mark. Uh, it smells not unlike the sea, but it might be some sea air coming in from a coastal passage. Uh, well, we can surely string the lights through here if we want to continue this work. What do you Ms. all think? Well, Mr. Pree, I was planning on in the morning running into the, the town or village to get some food for cooking. I could see if they have a string of lights or that sort of thing that we could bring. Would the uh, Would the generator support additional lights holding that roll we'll say uh this the the technology you have is such that the more strings you put on the dimmer everything will be but it's not gonna you know it's not nothing's gonna burst uh you won't even use more fuel oil it just it spins at the rate it's told to spin and maybe in the daytime we can switch it from one string to the other we don't need the strings in the camp during the day well again there's issues with cable there because we're talking about copper and rubber and cloth uh, not you know it's they're heavy and they're not cheap so you only have so much material 
But you can I, figure out whether, I mean, if if some of you feel like, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I was, was going to say, I agree with the decision to get more lights. I think at this point, it's a matter of, do we continue tonight? Is somebody's, you know, is somebody in peril? Does this need immediate action? Can it wait till tomorrow? Andrew's exhausted. Busy day. We almost got drowned today. I'd say we, you know, go back at it in the morning where we're all rested. It has been a long day, and uh, so a lot of stress. It, his his glasses could he see without them would, would he be fumbling around blind the lens thickness suggests that he wouldn't be doing any reading okay but not that he couldn't all right find his hands in front of his face and he had time enough at last <laughs> i did at last opportunity to read that translation of war and peace <laughs> uh, i mean uh, I'm in favor of going down right now because it seems like if every hour we waste is another hour he could be dead, but I'm not going down there alone. Uh, Anders looks relieved when you say that. Um, he is the foreman, so if somebody died on the site, it's technically his fault, even if the guy wasn't following protocol. So uh, he's like, I'm going to, we're going to tie two lines of rope and not them, uh, and and uh, I mean, and if anybody else wants to join, they're welcome to. We I think we should go more than an hour or any place that we can't see with lamplight. But honestly, a cave is kind of as dark at night as it is during the day. That's true. Exactly. And and if he did fall down a hole here and he's just knocked out, then this is life or death uh i may i guess i'm not and i'm not going to pressure anybody if a third person wants to join us that's that's i think three is a little safer than two but it's it's you. a oh i appreciate that black well okay uh, I think so I have, some, I have some jobs to do in the morning early so i'm going to retire i'm just gonna look at finley like hey come on I, I I will follow it as a slow pace. You, you're sure this tunnel, though, is structurally sound now, right, Dupree? This is... Um, yes. The, okay. The, the 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 part that leads to the natural cave has been there a very long time. Yeah. You, you can see the like calcification lines that have almost cemented some of the rock together. Well, why don't we cannibalize some of the lights from the? Uh... Naveda, Navate, uh, no. whatever. Uh, steal some of those. No, this is that's again. That's a tomorrow job. Like you oh, have to, it's such a move, hassle. You might have to move the generator, pick up all the cable, which is heavy. It, it's under canvas. You've got to take. You can't drag the lights yep. across the ground. Yep. No. Well, in that case, I will go get some flash bulbs and meet you back here. I'll walk with you, Finley, because I'm going back to the camp anyway. What do you yeah, like I to think... eat, Finley? Oh, I've been snacking this whole time. I mean, I could go for a little more. I mean, do you like meat? Do you like fish? Do you like vegetables? Do you like tin, tinned meat and powdered yeah. egg? Because that's mostly mm. what you got. Great. 
Well, I'm I'm going shopping in the morning. So. <laughs> oh, that's true. Anything fresh? I'll, I'm I'm going to get up probably around five, walk to the village, and then come back with some fresh. You might find a very sleepy village if you walk there <laughs> at dawn. I don't know how big the village is, but if there's a baker, the baker will be up early making bread. And bakers are up early. I don't so, know. For something that's been around for hundreds upon hundreds of years, you all seem to be in such an awful rush. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll also agree. say to I'll say to Finley as we're going along, you know, if he fell down the hole and survived, then he should have been near the hole yelling to get out. Uh, if he was knocked out, he's been knocked out for a couple of days. If he's nowhere near the entrance, he's probably passed on. I'll try uh, and shoot it tastefully. I expect it as such. Well, I'm I'm still questioning whether to go in this evening or not, but um that's mm. that's you know, if that's you guys are very concerned and willing. And uh, the I'm foreman seems more concerned. I, I could take him or leave him, but if people are going in, it's my duty to get that first discovery on camera mm. and be able to publish it. So Probably These are very breakfast important in the things. morning, and you'll all wake up at noon. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds wonderful. So I'm going to find a cowbell. <laughs> wake everyone else up in the morning. All right. So I go to my room. He gets his bulbs. Yeah, I think Roland's going to not go down in, but we'll stay uh, there um, just to kind of monitor things. Uh, he'll like. I assume we're gonna tie. You're gonna. So the the plan is to tie the rope to something, right? So there are there are small trees at the base inside this this tower. Okay. So well, there's no shortage of, of totally sound anchor for the weight of a couple human beings. I'll, I'll I'll be sitting up here. I'm sure with some others. Uh, I hope. Um, and we'll. You said no more than an hour. I will start timing you, and then I will be watching the rope. If something happens and you start tugging on it, then I will go and get help. Yeah. Uh, Anders is like, the first the first giant bat I see, I'm going to scream like a girl. So <laughs> don't worry about it. We're just basically, yeah. you know, if he, if, he, if he hit his head and wandered, we'll find him. If we don't see that, then we're going to climb out and set up for a you know, proper exploration, because it seems like this might be an interesting cave, even if we don't find Kleinschmidt. And in, and we didn't find him under the rocks, which is kind of what I was scared about, was he was just going to be crumpled. I kept my mouth shut because I thought that, his, you know, the young girl was going to freak out. But uh, anyway... So and they brought you brought what rope you brought lanterns, the people who are going back don't need the only, uh, I guess uh, Cartwright you're going to sit inside the taliot so you can help Fisher get down when he brings his photograph photographic equipment. And it isn't very complicated. Two ropes, knots on them. Uh, the you know uh, Anders gives this like um, very twisty small tree a really good yank and finds that its roots go down into this stony structure such that you can barely wiggle the thing um 
and nobody feels anxious about the stability of it. And they crawl in the tunnel and they find that uh, after eight or ten feet of this actual built structure, there's a short drop. Uh, it's a little scary, even with lantern light, into a uh, an eroded cave. The walls are are smooth and irregular. There are occasional stalactites, but no stalagmites. But it's also it's more the 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 stone is rougher and drier rather than smoother and wetter. So that's not very surprising. And and the first place that uh, Outhwaite and uh, Anders drop into and Blackwell is kind of a, it looks like sort of an eroded cake, like that the edges pinch together and then it raises a bit. And it's, I don't know, maybe 30 feet roughly in circumference. It's irregular, but it's rounder than it is linear. And it just looks like some rock millions of years ago washed out between other rocks. And so you've just got this, you know, it's, it's a little slippery is is the most intimidating part about it. Got it. And uh, there are definitely other passages that lead out of it that have been made by human hands they might be they might be carved through a shallow area into another open cave um they're probably they're probably very old um but you're to to look into it to cast lantern light or a torch down into them you're sort of running to the length of your ropes if you don't want to like go free form uh although it, it seems kind of level i assume i mean you're calling out to each other to say look at this and look at that and it echoes a bit and you don't hear anybody go help me right we haven't seen any like blood trail or anything as we go you right? haven't seen a scrap of cloth or a okay. drop of blood or a protruding bone or another bit of landslide. Like it's pretty, whatever call caused the fall inside the outside structure inside here, it looks like it's unchanged for a, a pretty long period of time. And there's <sighs> only light dust. Cause it's not like anything's living here to ex to give off skin, but there's right. powder from the world. Well, it's actually pretty smooth. There's there's little maybe drifts of it. Uh, the air is not bad. It smells of the sea. Maybe a okay. little, a little. Maybe there are high tide pools that then get a little stinky as they evaporate. Hmm. But nothing choking. Right, not and that's the overwhelming stench of decay and raw sewage, and or nothing like that. that's nothing that smells like sewage or a dead body that's bigger than a mouse. 
And probably there are things down here that clean up the mice that fall in. <laughs> and that exploration is going to take you a good hour. Okay. So you have to decide whether, I mean, again, if Arthur went down one of those tunnels two days ago, you're not going to find him tonight unless you really hit the caffeine hard and become reckless. Right. Reckless is my middle name. In the morning, everyone at breakfast says, where's Elihu? <laughs> uh, before we leave, I'm just going to take a look around just to see if there's any painting, cave paintings, mm. or watermarks, like from maybe this was filled with water or anything like that. Uh, I guess I would like uh, an archaeology roll from you. Got it. Uh, okay. That is a hard. Oh, no. I could spend one to make it a hard. I'll make it hard. And I mean, why not spend one as a rule? Unless you're no. at like 31 or 20. What? Yeah. Uh, if you're pretty sure at this, from the external position you are on the island, which is basically near the ridge that separates the coasts, that there hasn't been, it hasn't been underwater. And if water has spilled in, it spills out at an equal rate. So it doesn't leave tide lines or, or uh, sedi sedimentation marks on it. Um, likewise, it's pretty spare uh, and, and clean looking. Um, and I think cave paintings are usually on places that are that have more vertical space. Uh, whereas this is, again, the sort of pancake that doesn't have a lot of wall space. Right. However, what's striking to you is that the, the, the cut arches in the walls, um, as you approach them uh, and sort of peer down to see if anything, you know, what's how big a system you're in, they are definitely made with stone tools. Uh, so this is, you know, the oldest recognized culture on these islands is the people who made the tower that you've gone under. Mm -hmm. And they were Bronze Age people. Um, so they were building on top of something that was older than that, uh, which archaeologically is going to make Meissner pee himself into light. Um, <laughs> hmm. Interesting. I don't know um, if you use bronze to dig with. I guess they use stone tools. Yeah, the technology that you're seeing, the chipping suggests to you that these people were not, the, the, the work is very old. Yeah, yeah. We'll put it that way. And again, there's things like calcification over time that show like, I mean, this wasn't jackhammered and it wasn't, it wasn't dynamited and right. it wasn't it wasn't hit with sledgehammers that were made out of hard metal. Yeah, it resembles Paleolithic styles of uh, yeah. digging and stuff like that. That's yeah. exactly what I'm going for. 
Gotcha. Interesting. Well, I don't know. What do you guys think about this? It seems like there might have been some sort of indigenous culture even before the first people came here. This is terribly exciting. I we're gonna have to dig into this quite a bit. In fact, do you do you want to uh the, the three of you, do you want to uh stand in the room and I'll get a get a picture of you? Oh yeah. Maybe in front sure. of a doorway or something. <laughs> flash. Nice, nice flash. And Finley, are you trying to peer behind their expressions of Brave stoicism to see some like blue. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Kind of... There's a little bit maybe peeking around an archway or something. Just it, it's he doesn't believe it'll be there, but just in case. Yeah, you you're like shielding yourself against the flash bulb and and looking in the darkness of the cave, and all you get is their smug faces, a little <laughs> bit of stubble and sunburn on their noses. Black and white, they'll look cool. Hey, this is great news for the publication. Not bad. Um, and so you scramble up uh, without meaningful incident. We have a late supper. Uh, you hear, um, well, we're, we're all for listen. When are you retiring directly after supper? You're late. I mean, Alvarado's went up, had some. Right. Made a frittata out of dried eggs and went, yeah. went and snoozed. I tend uh, to wake up very early anyway. Uh, Roland was keeping an eye on things from above and occasionally calling out. Uh, just to make sure we were secure. Yep. I was also with Roland. Right. So, yeah, the rest of you together put together a late supper. Um, Uh, Childs uh, approaches Blackwell and says I think we have to set a watch uh, I don't want to lose power again and uh, you know your engineer agreed with me that things were tampered with so I don't know if you want to get your people involved or if we want to try to move build a structure or what we want to do but no I think you're right um, I'll take first watch and I'll Gents, ladies, we're going to have to set a watch schedule. I think it's going to be best for everyone involved. Um, we'll go ahead and take first watch. Uh, get some sleep while you can, and uh, make sure to wake up for your shift. Now, if we have enough people, then we don't have to all be tired tomorrow. But if some of you don't feel up to it, then we'll just de we'll determine the rotation around who's all right for an overnight, you know, two or three hours. Just for that. I appreciate that. I assume uh, Outhway, you're ready for it? Oh, yeah. I got some uh, nice powder I got when I was working out in Columbia. It was, it's great for staying awake. <laughs> All right. We're always so more than happy to take a shift, too, if needed. I think we we nobody wants to keep Meissner up. No. No. <laughs> uh Anders is all for it. Nobody's gonna ask Ramirez because we're sexist. Um 
Have Marius, we considered, yeah. have we considered uh, wrapping up Meisner so that he doesn't fall out of bed, <laughs> perhaps? Earthquakes and such. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to deal with them in the morning. <laughs> we're back, you know, we're back at the at the universe. I mean, he signs our paychecks or will. Uh, Maris is up for it, too, which means you can do 90 minute shifts awesome. and cover the night without destroying everybody's well-being. Uh, so Fantastic. let's set let's set a sequence. Sure. So I volunteered for the first watch. Right. Blackwell's on one. I'll take two. Two pre's on two. Uh, Roland will go third. All right. Three. Finley will do four. It's alliterative. Finley four. Go. Maris will do five. Uh, actually, and that, yeah, that, which is good. Cause that's early morning. Who am I, who do, who do I drop? Yeah, I'll, I'll do the one closest to the morning. Cause I'll just wake up early. Good. What, that's what, what time are the two in the morning? So let's say we go 10 to 1130 to one to two thirty to 4 to 5:30 so Athwaite is just waking up at 7 which is fine. I'll be I'll you'll probably so up already. Maris is up at 5:30? Yep. Yeah, he he'll wake me up when he starts his shift and I'll walk into town to get uh, breakfast stuff. Sure. Cool. Good. Um and and uh Maris hasn't been to town, but he knows the path that the previous fellows took. And you can see it once you're at the next ridge. It's not, you know, you could you could lose it in the dark because there are plenty of path-like cuts through the vegetation. But it's yeah. summer, 5.30, there should be plenty of light in the sky. There'll be light, absolutely. Uh, okay. So I should be back by the end of Probably well before Maris is done. Well, I mean, nobody. Well, actually, uh, who are you saying that to, or how are you directing? Oh, I was just saying that to you. I was just yeah, because um, the question is how sleepy this village is, and what you're trying to bring back, and I'm what day a... of the week it is, and so on. I'm perhaps assuming. Well, that can be the game. I'm assuming that it. That there'll be right. people up at five thirty, mate, with breakfast stuff, uh, bread and and stuff. But I want to get fresh stuff, eggs. If they don't, then I'll just come back empty-handed, which will suck. But it's 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 you know, certainly less than an hour round trip. Uh, everyone agrees. So perfect. Not counting shopping time, but just you know foot travel. Um, okay. Uh, Spencer, uh, do you have do you have any d dinner plans? Do you have a, or post dinner plans? How do you want to um, arrange I your think, watch? I think what I'm going to do is as soon as dinner's finished, um, I'm going to uh, go back and retrieve my Lee Enfield and um, 
You remember? How, how are you securing that when you're not when it's not on your person? Excellent question. Um, I'm going to carry the bolt with me. Mm -hmm. um, so so leave the leave the pieces on your cot or in your trunk or. Well, the the whole bolt will just slide straight out of right. the rifle, um, right. and so that goes into a, a, a vest pocket of mine, mm -hmm. um, and the gun is in, inoperable without it. So right, but you're not uh, breaking it down to put in your trunk. You're leaving oh, it God, handy. No, right. Um, no, that's that's too much. Um, yeah, that would be way too much. So uh, he goes back, slides the bolt home, uh, slings it over his shoulder, and uh, remember. Uh, you had mentioned that there was a good overwatch position that overlooks the whole camp. Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm going to make that sort of the base station for my you know, route. I know it's only 90 minutes, but if I'm doing, you know, pretty rapid pacing, uh, I'd like to stop there maybe for a 10 minute break and then do it. Go again. Okay. That would be my, my patrol route. Interesting. Are you going to advise the other night watchers? about a, an approach or, or um, do you assume I, they're going to use good sense or I'm going to make, no, I'm not going to assume that they're going to use good sense. Um, but I will make some recommendations. However, I am not offering the use of any firearms at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, at least none that, uh, I possess if they have their own, that's entirely up to me. Now, as far as I know, we haven't taken a time. There was kind of a break after lunch on the day of your arrival. Mm -hmm. So you probably chose one of the cots in one of the little cells and basically opened your trunk and, yeah, you know, set out your, what, what you thought needed or locked away what you, there's very low security inside the little compound. As it's we've canvas seen. walls and a, you know, and drawstring locks. So yeah, there's yeah. very little security. Um, however, I am just, uh, I'm keeping an eye on the weaponry. Um, especially mm -hmm. with sure. the the seemingly unstable professor running around. Having had an incident with firearms, you don't want to repeat it. Exactly. I hope I don't feel, I hope that doesn't come across like I'm being too cautious. <laughs> Do any, any of you want to make any other preparations before you retire? Or have any plans or activities between supper and turning out your oil lamp? Oh, uh, this I was going to mention. This may come back to bite me, um, but if I'm going to be asleep, the bolt is also coming out of the rifle as well. Uh, I just thought I'd mention that in case it becomes relevant at some point. You've had an incident. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I personally don't feel any kind of fear whatsoever, <clears throat> so I'm just sleeping like a baby. Yeah, I think just uh, packing away our stuff, choosing if we haven't already where we're gonna or where I'm gonna sleep, and yeah. Uh, David, do I have a? We were kind of talking about this out of game. Do I have a a mobile development sort of thing, or would I need to kind of make a a photo development room? Uh, I think Tom uh, solved that with his superior knowledge of early photography. You have a you have a okay. a, a handy case that you can use to develop negatives in okay. and you'll be able to peer at those negatives safely once they've been processed. Great. I'll, uh, I'll set it up, but I'll actually be doing that during my shift. That seems like a good use of the 90 minutes. Sure. Yeah. When you're on watch, you should totally have your head inside a hood. Mm -hmm. Well, there's no danger. Finley's confident. 
No, yeah. he doesn't have to put his head inside. He has to do it all by finger feel. Oh, that's true. It might actually yeah. be useful to look around in the moonlight. Uh, any um, any concern? How are you choosing where your sleeping pod will be? Just whatever looks empty when you stick your head in, or yeah, I'm. I think I would be taking, or I would. Uh, Spencer would be taking first available. Same. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Spencer, I would like I... you to roll uh, luck. Oh, here we go. We're on watch. So, I want to make it under my luck score, right? Yes. Well, we're in trouble because I rolled a 70. Uh, we're at 78. Fine. Um, I would like you to roll spot hidden. I misspoken. Praise these dice too quickly. That's a 76. I see nothing. <laughs> it's a 76 you, out of 40. Uh, at about just over an hour into your watch, and it's still a bit twilight. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we're not we're not in Finland in February. It's right. pretty. We are it's pretty bright. Closer to the equator. Um, you are startled by uh, some loud night bird that that bolts out of some shrubbery on one side, and just streaks across the sky and disappears in some shrubbery on the, your other side, and it's. You know, it's it's so uh, everything is so still. Like the insect life is pretty mild mannered. It's not mm -hmm. loud, crickety, whatever. It's, you know, there's but a just... there's a gentle breeze, and there's a sudden burst of leaves, and then a squawk, and then it's gone again. And by time you've like clutched your rifle, and that is the only event that happens during first watch. All right. Um, are you are you going to wake Anders for second oh, yes. watch? So uh, typical watch protocol is handoff is uh, you do go and wake the next person. No. Um, if they don't get up. That's not your problem. But, you know, it's like, nope, I wouldn't wake him or woke him. Uh, and because of that, you figured out which uh, pod Anders was sleeping in. And when you I go to wake him, he's uh, actually sitting up uh, on his cot. Uh, he's got a, an enamel cup of coffee, and he's reading probably a Bible. It's a small book. If you, we could try to spot hidden if you care. Yeah, if you don't mind. No. Um, okay, we're doing a little bit better. Uh, sorry, there's stone dice, so I have to roll them separately. A 15 out of 40. Okay, you know, it's not only do you know that it's a, a, a personal Bible, but it's uh, it's a it's a little Lutheran personal Bible that's uh, probably been in his family. It's one Got of it. those things that you know he might have gotten at a ceremony or you know for an occasion from someone. Uh, it might have annotations in it, but it's not one of those big family Bibles. It's just, but it's it's and it's well thumbed, right? Uh, and Anders uh, raises his coffee cup at you and said, "Quiet." Oh, just the wildlife giving me a start, but other than that, we should be all right. Good. Sleep well. You t uh, you know, say you too after your shift. <laughs> right. 
Um, and yeah, that'll be the extent of uh, of what I get up to. Very good. So, uh, Dupree, do you sleep? Um, lightly, but some somewhat, yeah. Uh, did you discuss with Anders how you'd like to be woken? I just a tap on the shoulder will do. All right. So there's, you know, you're sleeping lightly and you, you, you see a light moving around through your eyes a little bit and you hear a little bit of stumbling because, you know, new people, the map of this little cavern is unclear. And yeah. then you hear sort of a clunky, like trying to knock on canvas. Mm -hmm. And then. Yeah, and I am. Then, I'm awake. I'm awake. Good. All's quiet. That's good. Uh, That's good. I've I've got uh, just uh, what I've I've got one o three. All right, is that? Yep, I think that's about right. All right. Oh, uh, well, I'm asleep. It doesn't matter. Uh, so again, I'd like you to roll luck. Okay. Uh, that's ten under fifty. Okay. Uh, and and spot hidden. That is no seventy two over forty five. Very good. Uh, I don't think there's a lot moving around except lizards in the night. If that, hmm. uh, it's it's probably at this point the insects will have quieted. Um, don't think there are any significant birds of prey. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a profound, it's not a profoundly dense ecosystem. So it might be the hardest thing might be staying awake, honestly. <laughs> Did you plan anything to keep yourself up? Um, I think I'd have a book. Yeah. But trying to get up and walk around too, and do these perimeter checks from time to time. I'm assuming that we left the uh, incandescence and the generator on overnight, right? Just so that, that is, I was under the impression yeah. that was the whole point of the watch. Yes. Uh, okay. 2.30. However, Roland wanted me to wake him up. That's how I'll wake him up. Yep. Just shake me awake. It was quiet. No activity. Oh, all right. <laughs> Brushes and I assume there's coffee or something that has been brewed, even if it's yeah. cold by this point. He'll pour himself a cup and or uh is the watch taking place like right next to the generator, I assume. No protocol was set up. So okay. it's you're you know following following your instincts. He'll yeah, he'll I'll I'll sit down next to the uh generator um look around and you know kind of we'll go over my notes the stuff that i drew today yeah you probably uh were sketching while the fellows were down below trying to figure out what they were describing just preparatorily right because that's going to be more interesting than probably the terrain around here uh mostly you're probably there to make good maps of the externals the publishable grade, but this is going to be more exploration. 
uh, and roll luck. Uh, that is a failure. Okay, then spot hidden. Another failure. All right. You guys are lucky you're not under siege. <laughs> the, roles you've, the roles you've had tonight have not been promising. Um, but it has been a it has been a long day. I mean, you got up at five something and then you had, yeah, it's been all right. We're on to Findlay. Findlay. Uh, what what time is it? Early ish. It's, it's, <laughs> Look at this. Time, it's time for your uh, your your watch. I'm I'm going back to bed. Okay. Okay. What's coffee over there? Great, great. Yeah, it'll pick up his tools and kind of set set up watch next to the generator and uh start to kind of mix the thing in yeah he's doing a terrible job probably of uh actually keeping watch eyes eyes drifting as you concentrate on your wrists mm -hmm. you think about the dream you had 24 don't, short hours ago don't mess up this negative don't mess it up mess it up and your uh your luck roll uh, oh, three. All right. And your spot hidden roll. Uh, 38 under 60. So just normal. Right. You are the first successful spot hidden all night. Um, and you are absolutely certain that the camp is as still and silent nice. as safe as a, a, a quaint coastal village and you feel like the emulsion is going on really nicely and you do not drool on yourself even once and 5 30 rolls around before you thought it was possible and as you're cleaning yourself up hugh maris comes out with the an overcoat over pajamas and the same damn sneakers and says uh hey, rotten morning what oh. yes um this is much too early what time do you usually get started during these days it's pits of oh. meister can be a tyrant both for um Waking us up when he has some idea, or when uh, he doesn't wish to be disturbed, and he says we can't even make coffee until he wakes. However, That's... the discovery we have made so far suggests that he is right about some things. So I suppose genius has its price or something. Good morning, anyway. gentlemen. <laughs> How are well, you this morning? Uh, uh, tired? Not half as chipper as you, my good man. Well, uh, good morning. I was just about to put another pot of this uh, tar-like sludge we call uh, coffee. I'll see if I can get some better in town. Uh, say, Doctor, do you have a walking stick? I do. I just picked it up off the ground. Yes. Wonderful. So I can beat off uh, any uh, would-be assailants. I beg your pardon. Well, one never knows, but I don't think I'm going to run into any street bandits on the way. 
They're probably sleeping <laughs> off the alcohol they drank last night. I, I I don't have much an impression of the locals, but I I don't think they're terribly wild types, you know, and small farmers and whatnot. I, I didn't think so. I was being rather funny, but apparently oh, yes. not. <laughs> I don't. I have a strict tradition of not beginning anything like humor until at least nine thirty or ten. Uh, well, so. I should be easily back by then, fixing you all breakfast. Very good. Uh, you don't mind walking alone then? It's quite refreshing this morning. A little, little brisk. Actually, I'll step up to the ridge with you, so uh, you know, just so that we don't send you off on the wrong path. And in that um, case, I'm going to take my leave and uh, go back to sleep for good luck. some precious rest. Good, good luck, good Fisher. Sufficient. So as I walk along with uh, Humeris, I'll be like, you know, that uh, young woman. Uh, what's your name? Damn it. The Ramirez girl, Anna. Yes, yeah. She's quite mm. fond of you, I think. Uh, yes, I think there is a little um, frisson romantically. Uh, of course, you know, it's all very exotic being out here and, to get, you know, young and so on. So. And if you're both grad students in the same field, it would make a quite uh, practical relationship. You know, the nice thing about Anna, if I may be quite frank with a, a near stranger, you know, a, a number of young ladies that go for higher education are not there for their PhD, but their MRS, if you know what I mean. Whereas she seems uh, quite ambitious uh, and driven and intelligent. So, well, so quite a catch then. Yeah. And if perhaps. she's if she's attracted to you, then the half the everything's halfway there already. Yes. I didn't fill my mug with coffee. Uh, so we're walking. I, we get to the edge, I guess. And yes, I don't. I don't want to uh, abrogate my mission to keep an eye on things. Although honestly, I think we'd be. I'd be surprised to see a swallow. But you can see there, church spire stands up over that little hill there. Yes, I see. It's it. mostly a straight track. Mostly dark, but a Probably. few lights are on. Hopefully, they have a bakery. Yes, I don't. I hope so. Oh, fresh bread would be. Most welcome. Yes. Well, good luck. Uh, we'll send a search party for you after three or four days. That's the policy around here. It seems that's the way, yes. Well, I promise not to fall in any holes. Bravo. Uh, off I go. Off you go. Briskly. Briskly. Uh, which means you'll be to town before the next uh, change of change of guard. I should be there and back. You should be there and back. I mean, yeah. depending on how much business there is to do. So yeah. uh, the uh, village. Um, oh, you're the linguist. Um, it's called Bastajos. Bastajos. Uh, it's, it's pretty tiny. Uh, as you as you head down again, there's another low ridge or two between the ridge that you began at, uh, and some you know just some meandering, but it's more or less due south of of where you began. Um, there begins to be small farmsteads along the path as you approach. Uh, you can see there's more sort of green land. 
um, to your left, which is the east. And then it's, you know, it's a it's a little it's a little plaza. It's like five lanes that come together. Um the there's not a lot of light, uh, artificial light at this hour. There are definitely roosters uh going off as there you are farms toward town. Small farms. Small small farms. There's definitely there's some, you know, the 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 prairie-ish green area that goes east sheep and goats uh you'd anticipate from the way that the spacing of it is there are low stone walls um the dwellings are fairly simple uh and then the town you know the town has some two-story buildings in it the church is by far the tallest thing it's a little bit dilapidated in the early morning light nothing suggests desperate poverty or any kind of op, you know comfort um not, I, imagine, not... I imagine then that kindness is appreciated so my character is fairly talkative and affable so whoever he sees along the road if it's a farmer getting ready to, to plow or whatever i'll mm -hmm. engage them and i'll smile and, you know ask them do you know where i can get eggs do you know where i can get milk do you know where i can get mm -hmm. and uh let my right. own my own charm sort of make them happy, make me happy. Okay, Honestly let's not. let's start okay. with a luck roll in that regard. Okay. Where's my oh, 10. All right. Uh so not only um do you run across uh a farm worker that's up at this hour and active, but they are not uh, hungover or automatically angry and afraid because you're a stranger. However, they are only going to speak Menorki. So you're going to have to try. I mean, it's it's not far from Spanish, but it's not Spanish. So it's communicating still Latin is, based. So, yeah, it's Latin based. But, you know, all of the articles are different and, you know, it's got a sound. Right. Um. So let's have a linguistics role. What shall I? That's all the languages that you've given me. Um, oh, well, there isn't, a, there, there isn't a science linguistics really or anything. Oh, wait, there's acoustics you've got. Mm -hmm. Should we just say there's linguistics on here? Give it a, what, 60? Let's 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 use your education and make it easier. Okay. But it's going to be, you'd, you'd like to have a better than, than basic success. Okay. I got an 05 out of 75, so that's an extreme. I'm able to yeah. piece together and identify the roots yeah. of words. Some of the, the the thing that strikes you, like you're at first you're a little confused, and also the, the fellow you talk to who's got a bigger walking stick than yours mm -hmm. and who's, you know, like unpenned some sheep on a hill in the distance. Uh -huh. If he if he had any teeth between here and here or there <laughs> and there, it would be easier. Uh, and the other thing is that the articles are are strange. It's not a or l or a. It's sa, and it's, they're 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 off putting because they come up so much. But he's uh, but but you get a, you get a grasp of it quickly, and and he and you and you also figure out like, I'm I'm from away. 
I'm looking for who's awake and there are eggs or bread or, you know, and you like, and once you get close enough to eggs that he can meet you. So uh, there is a baker. That's the only thing that's open in town, but there will be a farm market, but not for three hours. And then there'll be other produce. Uh, but he says, I will take you uh, two doors down. The old lady has the best eggs. So you can get bread and you can get eggs. And then if you want things later, you just have to come when the market's open. People travel in for miles. Ah, oh, excellent. Wonderful. I'm I'm kind of assuming, yeah, the eggs and the possibly at the bakers, they might have some spare milk and flour. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to buy flour because that's the kind of sack good that you're prepared. That we already have. That you yeah. have. Um, okay. But fresh eggs versus powdered eggs. And better. Yeah. And and the baker does have a, a, a cold chest with some cheese in it. Um but yeah, we'll they're not say, we'll also say I brought a basket, obviously, for bringing yeah. this stuff back. Yeah, you and I will prepare. pay them in whatever generously. Uh yeah, I can't. I mean, I'm sure you had to touch I don't imagine you came from the, the main well, maybe you just brought currency from the mainland. I don't actually know how that would work. Um, but it's a Spanish colony, so yeah. <laughs> and 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 you definitely again you get you get the idea of the old egg lady, and you get the idea of your toothless shepherd. Like and and you get a sense the baker is a little less friendly, but maybe he just hates getting up at three every day, and like usually he'd be occupied and alone at this hour, and you're here, but then you grease everybody's palms, and. And I grease their ears, and I'm friendly, and I call them by name. Make friends. Yeah. That's the most important part. <laughs> yeah, and now you come back with, and the sense of the village you get is medieval. Yeah. You know, you get a sense that these people, like there's a, you don't know how much electric light there is. There's probably a telegraph, but you're not seeing, like, it's not strung everywhere. And it's 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 dark in the in the early hours. I mean, there aren't even people aren't getting up and lighting their lanterns at the crack of dawn, and they certainly don't have street lights or anything like that. Uh, and your impression of their clothing and you know the their island skin, like they're living a raw, natural, rustic life that sure. is kind of charming, a little smelly, um, uh, and and they're not unhappy to to take your realize or whatever the currency is in Spain in 1925. Um, right. Good. And so uh, I'm, I'm off back back towards the, the camp. Good. Uh, all that chatting will take you a little while, of course, and and you know that you've got ups and downs. Uh, Doctor Outhwaite, you are awoken. Are you awake at? Uh, Seven on the dot, or are you still snoozing? No, I'll I'll be snoozing. Someone can wake me up. Yeah. Uh, so Marius is going to stick a mug of coffee through your flap, um, and clear his throat, um, because you know he doesn't. After he was had his personal space barged in on last night, he's feeling a little 
he's reminded of how important it is to have a little private space in this world. Um, oh, and then, if you, Maris, yeah. how you doing? Oh, uh, weary. Um, all right, though. Uh, your uh, linguist fellow is quite the eager beaver, isn't he? Oh, Sh- yep. Shot out of here as though uh, you'd all slept on the voyage here and slept all day. Chipper is a, I don't know, some sort of spring bird. Odd duck. Anyway, all's quiet. Um, other people will start to wake up. I am going to try to catch 20 winks or um, 15 uh, before we start the day. Good luck with that. You know, Kleinschmidt, he was very cowed by uh, Professor Meissner. I'm afraid that he met his end, you know, trying to impress the old son of a bitch. Makes me feel rather piteous for him. No, I don't, I don't like the prospect of finding him at the bottom of some well later in the day. I was only looking for very old bones, you know. Well, I think he could still be alive. People seem very pessimistic around here. I mean, he could have, for all we know, he could have crawled his way out some other hole. There seemed like plenty of airflow in there. Yes, if he if he had a canteen on him and he and he minded his well being. If he had a lantern on him is the real thing. If he didn't, then he oh, wouldn't right. have been able to make far. Well, we didn't see a broken lantern. I suppose it depends on what caused the landfall as well. Yeah. He wasn't under it. Do you suppose he could have dug himself out if he'd been uninjured? It was quite a bit of stone. I don't think so. Uh, I think he either crawled out, made his way out, or he's still in there, in which case we'll have to get him as quick as possible. Poor chap. Well, on that cheery note, uh, I'll try to get a little shut-eye. Uh, hope all's well, all's quiet. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not, you do not need to roll luck, but you should roll spot hidden, please. All right. The final watch. Oh, dear. I'll spend, I'll spend a few to make that a success. How many? Uh, 15. <laughs> oh, I, quite a few. I would advise against. Didn't you spend already some chunk? I spent one just now. I thought last week you spent a bit. I don't remember. I don't keep track. Oh, I might have. I, yeah, I didn't keep track of it. Finley spent a good chunk. Finley spent about 15. All right, yeah. I won't spend that. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, would, hey. I wouldn't like you to waste that much luck on disappointment. Spencer? Oh, I was uh, going to say that we, we appreciate the, the advisory on that. Yeah. 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 That's, it seems like the flexibility built into the luck system should include a little bit of reward <laughs> and not just, ah. Bad enough when what you spot is that nothing is hidden after all. Um, Good. So, uh, your watch is uneventful. Uh, toward the end of it, 
you see Alvarado. If you're over on the southern ridge, you'll see him earlier making his way. Um, pretty, that's, yeah, he's, he's got a, he's got a little staff and a, and a, and a basket and he looks even a distance slightly smug. Um, but even the, or even though it's only been a day, the prospect of some fresh food is nice. And also somebody went to the village and came back and that's good too. Uh, so Alvarado will get on breakfast and um, you can wake up at your leisure. Uh, you don't, everyone appears in the next hour intact for breakfast. There are no missing persons. Meister doesn't seem as frantic. Hmm. Possibly he's relieved that his assistant fell down a hole instead of ran off with his secrets or betrayed him and you know or maybe he just or maybe it's just the sense of knowledge i don't know he doesn't seem quite as mad maybe he ramps up over the course of the day maybe he's trying to seem calm so he can get a hold of that rifle but uh you have breakfast and you can plan your day well, would I be, uh, no. would I be able to have the like? Do the negatives come in a little like box at this point? Like, do they like what? What does that look like once they're developed or prepared? I think they they look like negatives, right, Tom? Yeah. So they're little... they're they're light friendly. They're negatives. You can yeah you yep. can put them in a, in a in a shady box so that you can look at them individually against light. And see the image with that. He damaging. probably would have a jeweler's yeah, loop. You could like so he look could, up, right? Yeah. You know, look through. Yep. Yeah, I'd like to start checking those uh there. And if there's any particularly good ones, be like handing them to people to uh, look, look at look at Dupree. I caught you looking quite dashing, swimming away from the boat. <laughs> uh so uh when you say well, how many Images would you say you took on Friday? Probably an aggressive amount based on how much film I truly have left. Okay. I like that descriptor, an aggressive amount. <laughs> so you, you started at gung ho. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. And now you and now you're and now you've realized that you might be here for some weeks and you might have to be a little more Spartan. Perhaps, yes. Right. So there right, there's the photographs you took on the Lenora. The dinner the night before, and then the Lenora, yeah, and then the walk, a couple of sh yep. shots of Menorca from the sea, and then after the earthquake, right? Okay, yep. So it'll take a little sifting before you find the one that you shot on the Neveta, and then you'll have to decide whether you want to share it. Um, you passed your San with a, mm -hmm. a heroic uh, number, so I'm not gonna. And it's it's black and white, and it's still, and you're not with your face in this thing, mm -hmm. so you can look at it with a cool dispassion. But it's, you know, there's flash shadow, right? So there are these gray stones and fairly sharp relief. 
there's the the bright ground right in front of you and the dimming ground and then the distance on the left the depression from which bones emerge and the stone back wall which isn't very distinct and between that back wall and the camera lens is a humanoid figure um it's it's it it uh it reflects the flash as if it's wet glistening it has a trunk and four limbs it doesn't exactly have all the fingers and toes they're sort of sort of indications of them there's some separation maybe like a webbing or something in between them or like a webbing or like the bones are there but the skin over them is mushier and that and you know there's a neck and there's a skull and there are depressions in the skull but there there aren't nostrils there's not a mouth and there aren't eyes they're just depressions and it's it, it's shinier than the stone around it and it casts a shadow from the flash against the rock and it wasn't there when you went in later uh, finley's getting very excited roland elihu elihu come come here come here remember when we did we you saw that here here he, he has to pull the little jeweler Roland, look at this. Look at this. This is what we were missing. I knew I saw something. What? It's... Take a look. But, it's, but it's that the wasn't thing in there. I saw. Where, where could it have gone? That This doesn't make sense. And we'll, of course, need sand rolls for looking at it. Pretty oh, cool. I mean, he's, a, he's a good enough photographer. Okay. So I guess, yeah, we should go in sequence so that we can respond to previous viewers. So he shows it to Roland. And Roland, uh, I guess we'll do intelligence after the fail. That, that I passed. Great. Qu quite well. Um, uh, at, and let's, I, I'd like to follow up with Dex under that circumstance. No, uh, that is a pass as well. All right. So, uh, just let's uh one d four for the for the recognition that you were looking in at this thing that you couldn't see fine and you passed your deck so you don't drop the little jeweler's loop and negative case on the ground but just shakily hand it back to finley i i, I in the, this was in this isn't some this isn't some photography trick that you're pulling. <laughs> no, I don't have time for that to do like a, a double negative or something. No, this is this is quite real. This is what I said. Uh, this is very exciting. I I, I agree, but it, and so when you say it's humanoid, it's like humanoid size, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I didn't go to see the hole that was in the uh where where you and eli looked it could it have fit through that 
I thought you described it as as small. This is you know person sized. Yeah, looking at the skull, does it look like even the skull would fit? Because it seemed like the the hole is like fist sized, right? Seems like it would be a tight fit for sure. Uh, maybe that's the only way I could think. Maybe it can like dislocate and squish through. I don't like a raccoon or something. Yeah, like humanoids adapted for cave living. I mean, I'm not a man of science, but that seems exciting or unlikely. Either way, it's new, I I guess. Yeah, here you go, Elihu. Here, yeah, you can. You want to take a look, too? Uh, Yeah, I'll take a look. Curiosity killed the cat. Uh, so same thing. It's it's gross, uh, and you should roll sand. Now that is in fact some sort of creature. Okay, I got a fifty-five, and my sand is sixty-five, so I'm good. You are rationalizing the hell out of this. It's weird, but it's a photograph, and you'll ma- it'll make sense. It'll make sense. Um, does anybody want to spread the word? Yeah, I, I think Fidley's like getting animated at this point. Like there, there was someone there. <laughs> this is so exciting. Yeah, kind of. If anybody wants to look, please. Yeah, no, I'd I'd be interested. You're you're saying someone was in fact there. Yes, but when we went in, they weren't there. There's no way they could have escaped except by squishing into a very a tiny hole. On my sanity. All right. Um, you're prepared though, so let's do uh, just a one d two. Okay. In response. Two. All right. So you are prepared, but you are jarred. Um, My God, what is that? Wait, I realized just now I could have been terribly insensitive. What did Arthur look like exactly? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Arthur, uh, Arthur looked like an assistant professor. That's not a person, Fenley. That's well, it, a thing, a creature, something. I, I, I'm joking. I mean, I, that's true. It does. I mean, it's got the right number of limbs and a skull. Maybe it's just not much to look at. Thus, the academia. Where Where are you guys doing this? I'm assuming just kind of at camp, right? Yeah, okay. right. Where the yeah, Where the, the open. dinner the, yeah, the, or... the, the the joint uh, dining tables are under the okay. tarps. So if if it's during the dining, then I will be there and I'll be and I'll say let me let me also see this. Please enjoy some rolls. That creature is there. We shouldn't we shouldn't go back. Who, who knows what it could do? I passed my sand. Um it's, it's a trick of the light, an artifact from the, the flashbulb, the, the stones, the it looks pretty odd. And and when you think about it, the way, I mean, it's shiny, but it seems so smooth. Maybe it's something blurred, or maybe it's something smaller that's closer to the camera and therefore out of focus. Would there have been a fog inside? Was there a... 
The stones themselves are pretty clear. But the way the the crouched figure is so smoothish, maybe maybe it was blurred. It's one of those death's head moths right here. Maybe maybe you caught the picture of a, a spirit of uh I'm being silly now, but ghost photography. Very strange. I've seen some very strange photography. Ectoplasm. Well, I, Could it be ectoplasm? Now at this I'm point, Spencer one. Spencer must be compelled. Yeah, I'm going cross-eyed over here. Uh, Please. Who wants more uh, scrambled eggs? <laughs> <laughs> so I did succeed. I mean, if I'm looking at this photo, do I also have to roll a sanity? I'm assuming yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yep. so I've got a 48 out of 55, so it's at least a success. Yep, you're, you're rationalizing that this is not what it seems that, you know, that, it. yeah, it's confusing, but it's not going to change your day or your plans. And you, you were one of the people who crawled in, right? Correct. Yeah, so you know there wasn't anybody there, so... Right. Well, clearly you've gone and bungled up whatever process this is. I can't believe you'd say something like I'm, a, I'm an expert photographer. I mean, yes, it's a little blurry maybe here or there, but it's, it's very clearly there. And it was blue. You you can't see that in the negative, but it was also blue. It's, this is exciting. I really hope we meet more you of these down it, in those tunnels. You saw it and you still went in there? Well, it wasn't there when I looked again. Well, so it ran away, and then that was. No I, I thought alarm. it. I thought it was a statue or something, and then when we went in, it wasn't there. So I thought I was hallucinating, and now I have photographic evidence that I, something was there. I liked it better when you were hallucinating. Well, <laughs> uh, whatever that is, um, I'm willing to bet it's not bulletproof. So why don't we go find our missing professor? <laughs> Whoa. I suppose we are archaeologists, not anthropologists, so it's fair well, enough. You're a photographer. But yeah, I. Uh, we probably shouldn't shoot. This could be, you know, uh, someone that's lived in the caves for ages or a ghost, apparently. Um, I know you're joking, but it could be a ghost. And I got it on film. Right. <laughs> of course, Meissner's noticed the cluster of you chuckling together and passing this thing around. And so he marches up, sets a coffee cup down firmly and says, you have something you have found of interest? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, this seems like a good idea. Here you go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is... uh, uh, it's, it's most unnatural. Um, the scale of it would you say it was the size of a, a an actual man? Yeah, you can see the so. rocks. Yeah, yeah, and it's bent over because the ceiling did Maybe seven, did you, eight feet tall. Did you say that this was uh, blue? Yes, blue. Yeah. 
Yeah. The Blue Mother. The what? The part of the chain of inference that has brought us here is the iconography of uh, religion over spans of time. Uh, the goddess Isis, who is figured all, often uh, feeding her infant child, is frequently depicted as blue. The Virgin Mary also is frequently reproduced as uh, dressed in blue. Blue is the color of heaven. Blue is the sea and the sky. Uh, blue is eternal. The Phoenicians also had a blue goddess. It is one of my beliefs that the Phoenicians, who are known to have gone as far around the south of the Mediterranean as Mallorca, there has not been evidence yet that they reached this island. But I believe I will prove that they did and that the artifacts that we will find here will relate to this ancient myth of a blue mother. So you're suggesting that I took a photograph of a goddess? No, there is no goddess. But perhaps there is a phenomenon that is here that has spread through myth over the last three and a half thousand years that we will uncover. And then we will sure be very uh, well regarded and our careers will be excellent. And the Blue Mother will uh, give us uh, a bounty, whatever that may be. But we have to find out what you really saw. So I guess we dig deeper in the Nevada today, no? So we're thinking something along the lines of the uh, Oracle of Delphi, where the gods spoke to humans, but it was the priestesses who were breathing poisonous volcanic gases that were hallucinating. Yeah, um, this is exactly the kind of phenomenon. There's something that lives in the caves here, perhaps? That, mist, uh, okay. yeah. It looks like a sloth, except it is colored as uh, because it lives under the ground in some strange way, or reflects in some strange way, or perhaps is like what's uh, the 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 pink bird that only eats the pink fish, and then it I mean, something like go. this. And we simply have not found. Uh, we have barely begun digging the nevator, yeah. So there is simply some, as we found in the Taliot yesterday. There is simply a cave entrance. We have our ancient animal. Maybe this is a photograph from behind. It doesn't. It doesn't have a. It's very well. We need to see it to find where it lives. This is oh my goodness. Okay, so we'll need better lighting next time uh, because I don't have that many flash bulbs. But I look. It ran away from what two of us. It's fine, right? We can go down and maybe we go through the the tower one and it, it connects right because that'd be faster it, it probably, uh, it probably also, eats food i mean we could try to bait it with some sort of food we don't know what it would eat though it could be eating cave things it also is possible i suppose although it looks rather bony 
that it might not actually have bones. The bones might be cartilaginous and it can slip through the hole without... Uh, there is the mystery of the sea peoples as well, the, the mysterious uh, culture that swept across and destroyed uh, Minoan civilization and so on, never described as anything other than terrible and from the sea. Yeah, maybe it is something that lives in uh, underwater caves. This is well, interesting also. They weren't blue, if I remember correctly. We may put our names on the large piece of history. Spencer's well, just looking at these nerds like, what the hell are they talking about? We're, we're, <laughs> we're nerds. <laughs> that's why we're here. Mr. Fisher, you should... Uh, do you have the ability to reproduce the negative as well? Because we should secure this piece of evidence. Yes. Maybe even we will send some of these on mule to one of the towns so we can get them by mail back to civilization. Yes, yes that is a wonderful That's idea. Great. And with some of my more striking shots as well uh, and photographic uh, evidence. Uh, uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, ownership. Yes. He's he's now back to that pile. Yeah, I think you will find that the expedition owns all of the imagery you produce here, but we will leave that to the lawyers and pencil counters and whatnot. So, today we go back to the Taliot. We find out the caves. We learn where the ocelot lives or whatever this thing is. Does the professor like want to name the thing? If it is an animal, you have the, you have the right. Well, I suppose you could let Finley do it. If we find a living thing, then we will have to bring biologists in to name it, I suppose. But well, we will all be honored in one fashion or another by this discovery. I am hopeful. Well, while I'm as excited as everybody else to go down into this cave to find this thing, might I also remind you all the original reason why we were going down into the cave is because Kleinschmidt our, is missing. Our missing yeah. man. Is it not a possibility that whatever this thing is, it's the thing that may have taken him? Yeah. We did find his glasses and pen near one of these openings. And an assault by a creature would leave those things broken on the floor. Finally, someone's talking some sense. Yeah. I don't know why we want to just blindly so. run in here. Well, bring a gun. The thing in his photograph hasn't even a mouth to eat a man, so... And it runs away, as Mr. Finley says, from two people crawling in in the dark, which doesn't sound so very terrible to me. It's remained hidden here for all these millennia. We also don't want to kill what might be the only one of its species. And yes, a good point. we want to capture it and put it into a zoo. For scientific study. <laughs> this belongs in a museum. Yeah. Any luck, we'll find a group of them. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> there, must, there must be a group if they are here all this time. Or again, it is another phenomenon that is less like a, an animal. Uh, it's a mystery, but an ancient mystery, and we are at the edge of discovering it. So congratulations. 
Could we take, and dig. Could we take like a ten minute break? We're actually at two hours right yeah. now. Yeah. Are, oh, okay, okay. Uh yeah. So, ladies, gentlemen, uh bring your gloves, your ropes, your shovels. It is time for us to go and have a dig. Well. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Safe as houses. Very good. Is that where we should call it? Yeah. Leave we so. get ready. Yeah. We get ready to go underground. All right. Our players included Max Meltzer, Holly Buto, Gordon Lewis, Tyler Hudak, Nathan Decker, and myself, with David Gasway as the Keeper of Arcane Lore. We have a Discord server where you can chat with other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Spotify, Podbean, or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account or hit the Super Thanks button just below. It's your contributions that keep us going. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. <laughs>